excited about that. Personally, I'm not going to say why because he won't, he won't let me. But Pastor Tim has saved me in my personal business. He and Barbara and the boys have saved me in ways I couldn't tell you. Others have helped me, but he has put it all on the line to help, not financially, and I'm going to leave it alone because he'll get upset with me. But he has been such a blessing to me personally. He's a seasoned pastor. He's studied the word for years, called and ordained by God, and it is a true honor. Receive with joy Pastor Tim Sally as he comes. Praise the Lord. Are you glad you're here this morning? Amen. Amen. I only got three pages of notes today, so that'd be good. Uh, I got 11 o'clock, 11 11. Uh, I am so glad to be here this morning. I've been looking forward to this. This message has been in the making for about six months. It's been a long time I've had it. So I didn't have to prepare a whole lot. I had to quit preparing so that I, I've had to... I've had to cut so much, and I like this morning before daylight, I went back out to the camper and I sat down and I tore all the pages out and I redid it to get it down to the uh, time frame. But the wind was blowing this morning. I said, "Well, that's the spirit of God blowing. Uh, the rain has ceased. The clouds are breaking up." I said, "Well, that's a confirmation." Someone called and said, "We pray a double uh, blessing of the anointing." I said, "Well, that means I get to preach double time." Amen. So anyway. Uh, I, I've got some funny things. I, I don't normally tell stories, but I got a few things. I think Sister Rhonda will appreciate this story that I'm going to tell. But listen, there is one phrase that I know that the church has picked up, and that's if the shoe doesn't fit, don't, don't wear it. And that's why you have so many barefoot Christians. And uh, I mean, they, we won't own nothing anymore. I'm sure, I'm sure that where I go now because there should be something today that you find that you can own. You know, it ain't going to fit everybody, every bit of it. And, uh, but you should walk out with something that touches you or impacts you where you're at with the Word of God. But I got to share this story because God sometimes does things and He catches us and he, and, he, and he presents things to us in a different way. About six months ago, seven months ago, uh, of course, I quit working a year ago, kind of, uh, so I wasn't getting as much physical exercise as I was when I was working. When I was working every day, I never had to go to the gym or do anything like that. I still don't go to the gym, but my, my doctor said, you need to get some exercise. So uh, Barbara went and got me one of those Fitbits. How many Fitbit people, you know? Count your steps, you know. It, it counts them. And uh, since I've lived with her most of my life now, I've become a little bit competitive because of her. And uh, she's not competitive at all. We don't even play putt-putt anymore. She could care less. If it's 15 strokes, she just keeps going. And I'm like, this is no fun. This is no fun. If there's no competition, there's no fun, right? But anyway, got me this Fitbit, so I started uh, walking. And, you know, you get wrapped up in this stuff, and you're watching the steps, and everybody's looking every day. Did I get my 10,000, my 15,000? And then I realized I was winning badges and trophies and stuff. <laughs> When I found that side, I'm like, oh, my gosh. You mean I actually get something for doing this? So every, I was upping it, and I'd see how many badges and stuff I'd get. So one day I decided I was going to do the 50,000 steps. And uh, I set out that day with the purpose of I'm going to do my 50,000 steps. And I found this trail over in Athens, and uh, 
begin to walk it, it's an old railroad bed, and it's kind of flat, you know, so it makes it easier walking. And I had done about seven miles. I can't remember how many steps I was up to. But as I was walking, this, this woman was coming toward me. And she had on a backpack, and all I could think of was Sister Ronna because she had weights in her hands. And I did not sign up to compete in women's sports. But I also don't intend to be beaten by a woman. And I was thanking God that she was going that way, and I was going this way. And I'm walking, you know, and I've done, and I turn around and look. Well, she didn't cross the road out there. She turned around. I thought, no. God, no. She's got to go to the other end. I've already been to the other end. She has to go to the other end. Oh, she stopped. She's coming back my way. Right around the curve was a bridge. And I thought, I'll hide under the bridge. I, I, yeah, I know it's funny, but I, it was real. I was talking to myself. I'll just hide under the bridge and let her go on by. Because, I mean, she's doing it. And I'm like, I'm not competing with that. And I thought, well, you hide under the bridge, and she happens to slow down and sees you under the bridge. She's going to think you're some kind of pervert just waiting on her. I thought, well, I'll just run up in the woods. I'm a pretty good woodsman. I'll get up in the woods off the trail. That thing has some long, straight stretches. And I thought, I'll get up in there and lay down in the leaves and let her go by. And then I thought, well, she's beating you. If you do that, just let her walk past you. And I thought, no. It's not going to happen. Now, when you're young, all you that are still young, you run. It's like a, you know, a deer running. It's so. But when you get old, it don't look like that no more. It's like I would get around the curve. I mean, now I've done been six or seven miles, but I would. I'm gonna make up some room. And I would. I'd go, and I'd go. And I'd go, and I was like, you ain't going to get your 50,000 steps because you are wearing yourself out. And I'd look back, and I'd, I'd start walking again. And every one of them straight stretches, I was gaining a little ground on it. I'm out of breath just doing that. <laughs> I know you all think, man, well, you, you, this ain't preaching. Let me tell you something. My, I kept looking over my shoulder behind me what I was worried about what was coming and every time I get to a straight I try to put a little more distance between me and that and I was doing good and then I come around a curve on a long straight and there's a guy walking with a cane walking stick and I mean I heard that scripture where the apostles and disciples were walking on the road to Emmaus and Jesus walked up and started walking with them. And I said, you're not going to do this to me. And he said, yes, I am. I said, God, you're not going to do this to me. So I thought, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to stop all this ground that I have gained. I am not going to stop and walk with this guy. I was going to be polite, pulled up beside of him. How you doing today? And I could not break free from him to save my life. Started sharing with him about the Lord. His back was in trouble. God's healed my back. It says, if you don't break free from your past, you'll never step into your future. 
if you're so stuck on who you are and the way you're used to and what you're accustomed to and never make a change, you'll never fulfill. There's a very fine line between your prison and your purpose. It's a very fine line. And uh, he said, I'm trying to do something different than you. It's okay to be a little bit competitive. But if that's been what has defined you, you may have to break free from some of that. You may have to change who you are if you want to fulfill what God wants to do in the end. I'm walking with this guy, sharing with him. We just talked about the Lord. We didn't talk about nothing but the Lord. And I could catch myself. I know the guy thought, what's, he afraid that something's coming behind us? It's really a shame that I still had that looking. We made it all the way almost to the parking lot, and here she come like a train. Right past us, kept on going, out of the picture, had no idea what was going on inside of me. We let other people's lives interfere with our life, and they ain't got no clue nothing's going on. I let her go on past, and I was thanking God she didn't go to the parking lot. She went on, and I walked over the parking lot, and this guy, I'm getting ready to leave, and I had done told him I'd pray for you. And I got ready to leave. All these people standing around. He said, well, you said you was going to pray for me. And I did say that. And I did do that. And I did believe God for a miracle. I said, if God loved me enough to heal my back, he can heal your back. You've got to sometimes change what you're accustomed to. You, you find yourself in situations that are terrible. Like a lot of them. Uh, just to tell your age, Gilligan's Island, they were shipwrecked. Anybody ever felt shipwrecked? I, I went there once to the place where they filmed Gilligan's Island. You know, I, I'm thinking this big lagoon and this island is going to be cool. Hollywood has a way of making things that are not real look real. I got in that bus and I drove past Gilligan's Island. I'm like, that's it? That is it, what I see on television? So there's a guy in the book of Acts, Paul, who was shipwrecked. Now, Paul had already told them, don't go. If we go, we're going to get in trouble. One place I find where someone was able to say, I told you so. You ever wanted to tell somebody, I told, if you had listened to me? Don't you wish we had the liberty to say that? I told you so. Paul said, I told you, if you would listen to me, we would not be in this situation. But we are in this situation. We are about to be shipwrecked. But if you'll listen now, nobody will lose their lives if you'll do what I tell you. So the ship, they have to, they have to throw everything off. The ship breaks in half. They all, 276 souls, make it to shore. And here's Paul. He's telling them, be of good cheer. You ever had anybody tell you, be of good cheer? God's going to take care of it? Like if you get lemons, make lemonade? I don't like lemonade. They caused me to have kidney stones. I don't want no lemonade. Come on, you ever told people telling you, be of good cheer? What do you mean, be of good cheer? We're sinking. How many's ever been in a storm on a boat? 
I'm not a ship that kind of rocks a little bit. I'm a boat. It's a terrifying place to be. And that, and that ship's going to break. Paul already knows it. Thank God he got the word. Be of good cheer. Nobody's going to lose their life. And they wind up on the island, and then they're like, and then all of a sudden he goes out and picks up a bundle of sticks. So Acts 27, read the story. It said that the, 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 those people were like barbarians. Yet they treated them very well. And they built them a fire. Now this morning I got this. I thought they built them a fire. Yet Paul goes out and gets a bundle of sticks. Most people have got somebody building you a fire. You won't get up and leave the fire for nothing. It's called self-help. It's called relying on somebody to take care of everything else. But Paul goes out, he gets a bundle of sticks, and he goes over and puts them on the fire. Everybody knows what happens? The wild beast, the snake, comes out and bites him. That's awful, my Lord. Paul, how'd you pick up sticks and not even see a snake in them? Bites him, and they said, hey, look, he got what's coming to him. You ever had anybody say that to you? You've got what's coming to you. Look at them. Look at them. They've, they've done that. Now they've got this. Christians are the worst. Christian people are the worst people that when somebody goes through a trial, a shipwreck, everybody judges them. Well, God, God's got them. They, couldn't, they, they might have got through that storm, but it caught up with them. They're waiting for Paul to die. They're watching him. Now, Paul ain't worried about it because he's done heard from the angel of the Lord. You're going to be all right. Anybody ever got a word from the Lord? Nobody can take that away from you, right? So Paul, Paul's just, uh, it's okay. And they watch him. God, it's Christians just wait, watch him for somebody to die. Somebody gets in a bad situation, everybody's sitting around waiting for him to die. And all of a sudden, he doesn't die. All of a sudden, it's, well, he's a God then. That's how quick people will change on you. If you're in a shipwreck situation, that's how quick people will change on you. Everything's bad. Oh, God's got them. Everything changes. Oh, God's kept them by the power of his love. Shipwrecked. Anybody ever felt shipwrecked? Felt like you were on an island? You know what an island is? This just, when I read this, I was like, that's so exciting. It's a body of land surrounded by water. <laughs> what an island is. Any ever been on an island? I couldn't even say it. This one's body armor. My doctor said exercise and eat right. This has got to help. I was drinking the smart waters for a long time. I didn't get any smarter, so I quit. <laughs> they cost a lot. I did get smarter. I quit buying the most expensive one. <laughs> Bang! So there's another definition of an island. And this, this one, boy, this one just stuck with me. It's an isolated piece of habitat surrounded by a dramatically different habitat. If you don't get nothing else, you get, hear that. Isolated piece of habitat surrounded by a dramatically different habitat. 
You ever felt like you were an isolated habitat? You're the light of the world, living in a world of darkness. So a lot of times we feel like we are on an island. A lot of times we feel like we've been shipwrecked. Romans 8 and 28 says this, come on. All things work together for good of them that are called. Them that love God that are called according to His purpose, all things work together. And that doesn't mean everything's good. I, I have bad things happen all the time. But the Bible says all things will work together for good. How many believe that? Well, we do right now. Let's see how many believe it tomorrow when all bad stuff hits the fan. I'm in Nebraska, and I bust a tire 30 miles away from town, and I go to get the jack out, and there's no jack. That's not a good thing. And I told them boys, I said, I don't have to like it, and I am not happy about it. But God has to be protecting us from something on down the road. I was in the mountains a few weeks ago. I went camping. Barb loves to go camping. I know y'all wouldn't believe that, but that girl loves to camp. She sits around fire with her Bible and notebooks and reading and everything. I'm sitting there, and one gust of wind comes through, and I hear that tree cracking and popping, and all of a sudden the top falls out of it, and it lands on my truck, my 2005 truck, and I can't afford to buy a new truck. That is my truck, and that's the only one I've kept dent-free. Boom, windshield, boom, hood, rack, door. I didn't cry. I got close. <laughs> oh my God, why? You're taking everything I've got. You're stripping me of everything. This is my last day in my truck. All things work together for good. All things work together for good. That's not wrote down, but I just say this God knows how to take care of you and sustain you. The insurance company gave me $6,000 and let me keep the if you're going to drive a truck in Tennessee that's four-wheel drive, it needs to be beat up a little bit. I'll probably put a windshield in it, maybe. All things work together for good. But when the things happen that are not good, it is, it is, a, it is a decision to make that I'm going to trust God that He's going to work this out. I don't know how. I don't like the situation. I mean, if you ask Barb, all things work together for good, you could ask her, and she could go back 40-something years ago and say, I don't see how this is going to work out for good. But 42 years later, we say, this has worked out for our good. It wasn't good at the moment. She had one bad day. But it works together for good. Why? Because if you love God, and you're called according to His purpose, He will twist it around if you'll just trust Him. But you can mess that up. Paul got a word from an angel of the Lord. None of these souls will be lost. He had a place that he had to go to. And it's actually the Bible says a certain island. There was a certain place that they had to wind up. When Lisa was sharing her testimony, I'm like, you need to hush about the headed to the island part because you're about to get into my message. <laughs> Crossing to the other side. There's something he had to go through to get to where he needed to be. God wanted to get him to Rome. In Rome, he spent two more years there just preaching and writing. But that was the path that had to get him there. But God confirmed to him, I'll take care of you. Bad situation, people look at you, they judge you, they already put marks on you, and then all of a sudden, you come out of it, and then they won't be your best friend. Can I, can I get an amen? He 
ride somebody else's anointing. People want to ride somebody else's anointing. They want to grab onto somebody else's coattail. Gilligan's Island, they set sail. Funny thing is, I didn't watch it, but I guess they had a reunion. It's, I guess Russia, they got together and they was going to celebrate that they had got rescued off the island and then they had another shipwreck. God, listen, if you get out of one shipwreck, don't go back. God gets you out of one mess, don't go back. There's something about islands that just fascinates people. Another show, Fantasy Island. The plane. I was waiting for somebody to say the plane. The plane. What's happening on Fantasy Island? Fantasy Island, place where people wanted to live out their dream. You ever thought you started journey living out a dream, and all of a sudden it wasn't the way you expected? And I watched that show. I couldn't tell you one single episode, except I do remember that they never turned out how they thought they were going to. Joseph was a dreamer. I mean. He's 17 years old. He can't help it. The young people don't stand a chance. Ain't just a young person, just a baby. I want to say this. I long for the day that someone can stand up and give a testimony of serving God all their life. The keeping power, Courtney, of God's love and mercy and grace we overcome the enemy by the word of our testimony, by the blood of the Lamb. The word of the testimony is the testimony is about an hour of how many drugs I did, and how many sexual encounters I had, and how much blah, 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 and about two minutes of Jesus set me free. I've watched something happen at the House of Mercy with those girls. They share their testimonies. It's amazing how many drugs and situations that they were in, and when they share their testimonies, that's what they... I mean, that's their testimony, what they went through. And then all of a sudden, I mean, Tammy's one of my favorite. 47 years old, been arrested 45 times. Had hepatitis C. Got saved and set free and was in a worship service and God healed her completely and the doctors confirmed it. And she would tell her testimony and it would be like, It'd be like 30 minutes of all the bad, and then but Jesus set her free. And then you know, next time she tells her testimony, it's about 20 minutes of all the bad, and then it's 10 minutes, and my God, he delivered me. My God, he's got my feet on the path. And then the next time, it's about 15 minutes of, I've done so many drugs, I couldn't even keep count, but let me tell you about Jesus. That's the word of the testimony, is what Jesus done. Why are you throwing that in there? Because I want to. And I've got the microphone. And I'm going to do it for a minute. We won't, have, we won't bring somebody in or let a young person go in that served God all their life and raising a family and doing good. Well, that's boring. That's not entertaining enough. Oh, Jesus, you didn't say that. We're going to have fun this morning. Fantasy Island never turns out the way you expected it was going to. Joseph was a dreamer, had a dream, had another dream, shares his dreams. I mean, what do you do with them? He's 17 years old. He don't know he's supposed to keep his mouth shut. All his brothers look at him. What do you mean we're going to bow down to you? Mom and dad are going to bow down to you. Would be the day when mom and dad touched him and handed over the anointing and the mantle. Well, they make a plot against him. 
listen, you get a call of God, and you get anointed God, and you get fired God, and you've not been through all that. You set out on your journey. There are people going to sabotage you. His own brothers. It's like sisters. We'll do an illustrated sermon. I wanted to do an illustrated sermon again on Wednesday. I just didn't feel like I didn't feel like she would just cooperate the whole time. But be like brothers going to kill their brothers. Thank God there was one brother that said, let's don't kill him. How many will be that brother? You might be aggravated people, but come on, somebody rise to the occasion and say, let's don't kill him. Let's see what God does with him. Got sold into slavery. Wait a minute. I had dreams. I mean, it's going to be grand, great. I'm thrown in a pit by my own brothers. <coughs> now they want to kill me. Now they're not going to kill me. Now they're going to sell me. Now I'm going into slavery. Fantasy Island. Now I'm being seduced. No. Seduced again. No. How many times you got to resist? He, he, he wasn't resisting each and every time. Resistance is a one thing. It's who you are. Resistance is who you are. So, so here he is finding out that it's not going according to plan. How many life has not went according to plan? I mean, you had dreams and visions and plans, but you sure ain't on it now. I mean, you ain't on it now. But you're always looking over your shoulder. The past, the past can step you into your future, or it can hold you back. It can propel you forward. All those experiences can propel you forward, or they can keep pulling you back. Just a rope, and it drags you back. Why? How many made mistakes in the past? How many made mistakes last week, this week, this week? So you get up early in the morning when you're going to preach, and you don't stop praying until you get there so you don't make a mistake, and then you make a mistake anyway. You get mad at somebody. I want to interstate. Idiots don't know how to drive. <laughs> Well, you mean they don't know how to drive? People don't know how to drive. Islands can be a isolated habitat in the midst of a dramatically different habitat. You can be in an island right here, right now. You find yourself on an island. One of those famous poems 400 years ago, uh, man is not an island unto himself. He's part of the continent. Kelly and, I mean, Dolly and Kenny thought islands in the stream. I mean, they thought we were islands in the stream. You're not an island, but you feel like you're on an island. Not surrounded by water, but in a habitat. I mean, it works sometimes. It's hell. You work in a situation that... Did you just say hell and you weren't referring to the place under the earth or where it's at? It's a situation that is so bad it feels like it. And you have to go to work there. And God possibly placed you there. I don't want to be there. 
well, then get out of there and go over there out of his will and find out what happens. You're better off to be in a prison house in his will. It's a very fine line between that prison and that purpose. And a lot of us has felt like we've been in prison and we blame it on the past and we keep looking back. Which mistake caused me to get here? What did I do that caused me to be walking right here, right now? I said I do. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. That come from in out here. You know who you are, you thought that. <laughs> Wasn't me, my Lord. We're 42 years into this thing. We're going to be we're gonna be hiking right to the end. What, what did I do? What job did I do? What did I buy? What, what, what? See, we get in situations not by even bad stuff. You just keep maxing out that credit card. Come on, I'm not meddling. I'm not meddling. People, people are so messed up, and they don't know how they got there, but they do know how they got there. And I wish I could go back. Oh, Lord, I wish I hadn't have done that. Oh, Lord, Jesus, why did you let me do that? Son, I didn't let you. I told you not to. You've done it anyway. Can you help me? Can you quit? Can you help me? Will you, will you turn? Will you go the other way? I will if you'll help me. Okay, I'll help you and I'll give you direction, but you've got to follow it. This fine line. And see, some of those situations, God knew you was going to enter into them and He was going to get you to your purpose. Joseph had to go through what he went through. Paul had to go through what he went through. Listen, the children of Israel themselves got delivered from Egypt. I know what we think. Boy, if I've seen all them miracles, I would never doubt again. How many of you seen God do some miracles like that? You'd never doubt Him again. Till you face the next thing. He leads them out there into the wilderness, tells Moses, camp them by the sea. Watch this. I, I love this. This morning I'm reading, I love this. They got to the Red Sea, they're camping by the sea. Obstacle is facing them. They've been led there. Angel of the Lord, the pillar of the cloud, it's leading them right to that spot. Now all of a sudden, Pharaoh's coming. That past from behind is coming. That which I got delivered from is always messing with me. That angel of the Lord and that pillar of cloud moved from before them said you're going to look at this thing with faith and it lifted up before them and it went and it sat down behind them so that if they looked behind them they couldn't see into the past anymore some of you need to get to the place that you let it go once and for all let the glory of God be your rear guard and never be able to look back there again Paul said it like this forgetting those things which are behind I press on I press on toward the mark of the prize of the high calling. I got to quit looking over my shoulder. Yesterday's done. Yesterday is over. Last year's over. 2022 is about to be over. And everybody's like, well, praise God, it's a new year. Well, it's just another day. I mean, sorry. 
The past is over. It's gone. The door's shut. I should look around at my past and say the glory of God. How long have you been walking with the Lord? How many has been walking with the Lord at least a day? <laughs> Get it narrowed down there. A day? Then he's got me covered. Then he's got me covered. Why did he move from the forum to the back? There comes a time. Listen, if I've seen him do all of that behind me, I, I've got to just believe that he's going to take care of this. I need a sign from heaven. Turn around and look. There he stands. There he is. He's took care of me and all that. He's covered every bit of that. David says it. A bear, a lion. What's this giant? What is this before me? Do all things work together for good? Is he able to supply all my needs? We hoop and holler and shout and clap and yes and amen when we're preaching and then when we face it tomorrow, we're like, oh my God. You said you would and you didn't. You accused God because he didn't. Anybody ever accused God? Ooh. That's funny. If, if you could see how God sees us sometimes, we're like little babies hitting the little tantrums. No, no, no. You said I could always have this pacifier in my mouth. shipwrecked on an island, you've been on Fantasy Island, ain't come about like you want to I've got a show that I've watched every season and that's Vancouver Island that alone show I don't recommend it if you like a lot of action it's pretty boring pretty boring survival take them out there in the middle of on Vancouver Island, drop them out it's the real deal it ain't this fake thing that you're going over here to the bar and eating a little food and then going back out here and acting like they're starving. I mean, they pull some of them off because they lose so much weight because they're alone on an island. You ever felt alone? In the middle of a crowd at a party, have you ever felt alone? Sitting on your church padded chair, have you ever felt lonely? Have you ever felt like nobody knows what I'm going through and I dare not tell nobody what I'm going through because they don't need to know? So I'll put on my happy smile. Now, I'm not talking about a disciplined walk here. I'm talking about a fake. I'll put on my happy smile and I won't let nobody in alone. And you watch those people on alone. It's funny. And some of them make it a day or two. Some of you all wouldn't survive one day without your phone. You can, you, can, you can be bold and say that after you go to the mountains for a month. You, you don't have a phone. You, you, you wouldn't do well taking away the technology. You wouldn't do well taking away the food. You wouldn't do well by yourself. We're not created to be by ourselves. But some of us couldn't survive. God don't get a lot of alone time with a lot of people because we're so wrapped up in our life and connected and busy but sometimes we find ourselves alone wishing 
that somebody would show up. How many's ever got that call that you needed? You know what call I'm talking about. You ain't heard from somebody, and I mean for days or years, and all of a sudden the phone rings, and you look at it and decide, well, this one don't say potential spam, so I'm going to answer it. Let me tell you, I was just thinking about you today. How was you thinking about me? Because my father just told me to give you a call. That's the call I'm talking about. Because you feel alone. You feel like everybody's life goes on, especially when you face something in life. And, and, and when you face that thing, listen, I, I would say I don't, I've learned not to say I don't care what you're going through. I do care what you're going through. Preachers, we're bad to say, I don't care what you faced. I do care what you faced. I'm, I'm older now. I don't run like a deer no more. I run like a deer. I just can't hardly even move. I, David said I was young. I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed out begging for bread. Never. Never seen them forsaken. See, a lot of people, we preach a message on the barrel of meal that didn't run dry. And everybody automatically thinks about their barrel. It won't run dry. A couple times I've looked at you during service. And you're not worried about your barrel not running dry. This is what I heard the Lord say. You are God's barrel. You hear me? God take care of your needs. You are God's barrel. Every time you dip out of that barrel that fresh bread and you walk over and you pray for somebody, you are God's barrel. And God said, my barrel will never run dry. God's barrel will never run dry. As long as you keep dipping, it'll always be full. Amen? Listen, we're all on a journey in life. And we've all faced crap. So that one's okay. It's, it's, it's iffy. It's that fine line. I can't say it before. The, the line between purpose and, and a prison is such a fine line. If we're not very attentive, if we're not very attentive, we'll wind up over in the prison side and miss out on that purpose side. And one thing that happens to us is every time we're looking backwards, we're losing our balance. Every time that I looked behind me, I was losing my balance. God says, i got to get you out of your past, son, so that I can get you into your future. I don't, whatever mistake you made, God covers it. The Bible says if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive it, cast it as far as the east is from the west. We turn, we walk away from it, and never go back. Jesus Himself, He was an isolated habitat in a dramatically different habitat because He was the light that stepped out into darkness. He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. But to as many as received him to them he came and he gave us the ability to become the sons of God the, the light shined in darkness 
You've been shipwrecked. You've been stranded on an island. You've been through Fantasy Island. It didn't happen the way you wanted to. You've been all alone. I'll tell you something else. Noah found himself on an island one day. I've been serving God. I got on the ark. God said, get in the ark. I got on the ark, and I floated around. I've been floating around for a long time. All of a sudden, one day, the waters begin to recede. Noah finds himself on an island. Listen, if God can't get you off the island, He will increase the size of the island around you. He will cause the things that are bothering you to begin to recede, and He'll enlarge your territory. I can't promise you He'll get you out of the prison you're in. I can promise you this. He will keep you in the midst of it. I will promise you this. He will take care of every need. I will promise you this. He will heal every sickness and every disease. He will do it now on this side or He will do it on that side. Listen, I might have a little scar left from that one. I didn't get much of one when I split my head open because I was in disobedience. I said, give me a scar. You want me to show it? Yeah, well. Why didn't you believe God to heal you of that skin cancer? I did. I did believe him too. I left it there for years. All of a sudden I was driving to do a up in Illinois do a revival and I was like, you need to do something. Well, no, he's a miracle worker. That was a lack of faith. No. There wasn't no lack of faith. I walked right in there and I said, here, do something. You're going to have a scar. Well, I like them. It makes me look mean. People leave me alone. <laughs> I don't get bombarded by people. Try not to smile at them. care how he does it I'm not anti-doctor you're going through a sickness I believe God for a miracle for you if not I pray God directed doctor's hands amen if you're lonely I pray God finds you actually let me say this he knows right where you're at you feel lonely I pray you find him and he ain't hiding he's like my dog yeah, he is like this. Listen. I cannot hide from that dog. She cheats every time. I play hide and seek with Ginger, and she cheats. She don't play hide and seek. She plays sniff and sneak, and it don't work for me. I'll get out of her sight. I'll go all the way around the garage. I'll go in between the camper. Where can I hide that she cannot find me? Where can you go that he cannot find you? You're running from him, and he's your answer. You're trying to hide from him, and he's your answer. You, 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 some people just need to just let go. You want to come play some music? You can or I will. You can or I will. I've been. The boys wanted me to sing this sermon. 
yeah, they taught me how to sing. I didn't know how to sing. So they taught me how to sing. Sing that sermon. Well, the Lord is here today. He's passing by this way. He's going to show you that straight and narrow way. See, they're teaching me. Life is good. Life has some bad moments, but life is good. My future is sealed. I'm ready to depart. I have a message to tell people just to be ready for Jesus. He can show up anytime, He can show up at any moment. But until He does, we're here. We can't go bury our head in the sand. Where you're at today I wish I could go and everything changed for you today that's why we weep and we wail before the Lord and intercede for people why because he's not a genie in a bottle he's a God that cannot lie we would mess up God's plan in so many people's lives in here if we could change every circumstance and situation See, because what you're going through is what's going to take you there. And you're going to run into somebody one day with a walking stick that's had back surgeries and they haven't worked. And you're going to remind them of a day. I think the platform was in a different place. Pastor Billy went to pray for me. I slipped a vertebrate in my back. That's a pretty big deal. In case you don't know, vertebrae. That's, I have an extra one. So the doctor told me I have an extra. I said, well, that's good. If one goes bad, we'll take it out. It'll be shorter. <laughs> said, you're one of millions of people. I have an extra one. I said, good. I've got a reserve. One goes bad. We're all getting older. It's better to go this way than this. We're all getting older. So I go snow skiing in Aspen, Colorado. Three days. I went Brian. Me and Brian drove to straight through. You know what? I got three minutes. We drove there. We straight through. We're going to drive through there. 24, 26 hour drive. I drove eight hours. Left right here in the parking lot. Drove eight hours. Brian took a sleeping pill. He drove his four hours and then gave it back to me. I couldn't wake the boy up. I drove till 6 o'clock in the morning and I hung over the steering wheel. And I said, we go home, you ain't doing that. We get there and my back goes out. And I laid there three days on my back. Couldn't move. I'd call Barbara and say, I don't want to go to the emergency room here. Laid there on my back three days. God put his finger in my heart. No, God, don't do that. Well, yes, He does. He loves me so much, He don't want me to go to hell. If I'm on a path to hell, He don't want me to go to hell. He'll do whatever to shape that situation. I lay there three days, and that's the only time that I've got to fly first class. They felt sorry for me. 
and they put me in that big chair with a hot towel it didn't matter what they brought I, I was in so much pain and I come into the service Sunday night service with Pastor Billy Burke and he called people out oh God's going to do something oh God yeah I'm right here God's going to heal you yeah. somebody over here in this section has got this yeah I'm right here saving the best to last you know what's going on never called me out that's something never call me out I'm waiting for him to call me out sit around waiting to be called out people won't get a word you know he never called me out but he said this he said we're going to dismiss the service tonight if you know somebody needs a miracle have them come back tomorrow night so that we can pray for them and I just stood up on my feet and I said no you need to pray for one more Three days laying on my back having heart surgery. Heart surgery. Issues. We, that's, we have such a tendency. Well, he come forward and he got about right here and when he did, I fell. There wasn't no, wasn't no usher. And I landed across the steps. Laid there a minute. He said, Stand him up. God's not done with him. God instantly healed my back. I don't have back issues. I've been construction work for 40 years now, and I don't have back issues. I got other popping and cracking going on everywhere, but I don't have back issues. I just don't. Because he does that. And he said, Stand him up. God's not done. He said, God's going to take his finger, dip it in his blood, and put it in your heart. That's my God. That's my Father. He wants to go right into your heart. He wants to heal your heart. You might have been shipwrecked. You might have been let down and you might be alone. But stand our feet. But there is a God in heaven. I like that about Noah. If you can't get me off the island, at least let me have some. I'm praying that for you this morning wherever you're finding yourself right now the circumstances and the situations we're in a holiday season but for some people it ain't a holiday for me this year it's a holiday I've been listening to Christmas music for about a month now it's got me where I need it to be I've been listening to it over and over I had a guy walk in on me and I was just singing Christmas music and then I was talking to myself, Brian. He says, who are you talking to? It's me and the Lord. But where you're at today might not be a pleasant situation. I love you. I thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. I thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ that still has power to heal and deliver and set free. I thank you for this day, God. I thank you for this people in their hearts today, Father. Wherever they find themselves, and we find ourselves today, this is what I ask. You said if we ask in your name, 
according to your will that it would be done I ask for you to push back some circumstances and situations not those circumstances and situations that are pushing us into our purpose but those circumstances and situations that are trying to distract us Jesus you yourself went out into a wilderness to be tempted of the devil you know what it is to be tempted when he followed you out there so I ask you God by the power of your spirit push back that one at work that will not leave them alone the antagonizing spirit that will not leave them alone I ask you God just to push them back a little bit you said that you would close a door that no man could open you would open a door that no man could close I ask you to stop that mouth of that person I ask you to fill us with love and hope and courage that today Father would be a day of hope and courage that I have purpose I feel in a prison but I have purpose let my strength be ignited today in my purpose let my strength today be ignited today in my purpose God we thank you for that Lord Thank you for that, Lord. Hallelujah. We serve a good God. Amen. Amen. I hope this holiday season that you enjoy family and friends and peace. Peace. There's somewhere in my Bible I wrote to my wife one day. We were in a service and I just heard the Spirit of the Lord. You will pass over to a peaceful shore. I just pray this over you this holiday season that you have peace in your homes around your tables in your conversations that peace amen amen I love you all love you all amen amen amen